1: Sit, Rep Ven. Tell me you're okay.
2: Brace yourself, my love. Crash impact is projected as what? Fatal. I'll dampen your pain.
1: No, 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 no. Keep me alert. If we only have two minutes, I want two minutes together. We knew how this would end when we changed sides. <laughs>
2: Targeting anti-orbital battery. Returning fire.
1: It's no, no, no. It's too close to the settlement. We don't, we don't do that anymore, Ven. We decided you decided.
2: But I'm losing you!
1: I can I can almost see it. got I, I, I cottage. In the
2: middle. Eyes open, adjunct. Ms. Lucan! Lucan! I need the full processing power of your brain. Grant me permission for unlimited infiltration.
1: Yeah. Granted. Then always.
0: Transfer begun.
2: 25%. Yeah. There is a solution, but I can't preserve everything. We will lose our memories. Our. D-
1: do it. Just do it. Then do it.
2: Forty-five percent. Stay with me. Marigold class cruiser, prep trauma unit bay four. Anticipate high velocity entry. Lucan, stay with me.
1: I'm. I'm always with you, my captain. My partner, Uh, my love, there is nowhere else. Sixty-five percent. I only wish I could hold you one more time.
0: Eighty-five percent. Eighty-five percent. Eighty-five percent. Transfer incomplete. Transfer
2: incomplete. Override Transfer triggered! I'm coming incomplete. with you, Lucas. I'm still here. Just sleep now. Transfer sleep. Incomplete. I've got
0: Transfer you. incomplete. Transfer incomplete.
3: Realm presents Marigold Breach, starring Jamila Jamil and Manny Jacinto. Episode 1. 80 years later.
2: Lucan. Lucan. Time to wake up. I'm detecting a perimeter breach. Respond, agent. Lucan. Well, uh where?
1: Uh, command system, give me a status update on
2: On your feet, Lucan. Toward the exit.
1: What what exit?
2: To your left, darling.
1: What's happening?
2: Hostile activity. What? Where? Outside this medical capsule.
1: Where are we?
2: Unknown planetary surface. Satellite access is returning unrecoverable errors.
1: System, what's my status?
2: You're at 2033. And I'm, I'm not a system. You're then. That's right.
1: You're... in my head. You're... in my thoughts.
2: I'm a nanotech AI embedded in your brain and nervous system. I feel what you feel, see what you see, except I filter out the noise to pinpoint signals beyond your comprehension.
1: We're a bonded pair, joined at the root.
2: How about we chat when you're not trapped inside a medical pod? Pull the switch.
1: How long have we been like this?
2: The switch, adjunct. Okay. Good. Through the passageway. No, ignore the storage cubbies.
1: Ah. Hey, this is a military ship. Uh, A medical capsule in a military ship.
2: Focus. Stay on point.
1: I-I'm not usually
2: like this. Naked and unarmed at 2033 with hostiles outside? No, not typically. Also, I'm suppressing your panic response.
1: Yeah, well, not very well.
2: Which is why you're not more concerned that you don't know who you are.
1: I'm Adjunct TM Lucan, ID number XC541A.
2: An adjunct in the service of what polity?
1: The one I served my entire adult life, then. The, uh. the. the. shh. shit. I know my name, my rank, and ID number. I know then. Don't know why, but I do. But apart from that, before the medical capsule, Blank. Okay, give me a local scan.
2: My interface capacity is compromised. I'm barely syncing with the capsule's basic surveillance tech. Tell
1: me you're tracking the hostiles.
2: They left the immediate vicinity. Head towards the airlock, Lucan. There's bad trouble outside.
1: Unlike all this good trouble. Uh, You got a visual on the hostiles? Sending. Ven flashes images at me. Well, they're more like memories. She's tapping security feeds and extrapolating from my senses, then pushing the results into my conscious brain. But my brain's had better days. Ugh. Help me out here, Ven. What am, what am I seeing?
2: Seven unarmed individuals kneeling in an outdoor clearing 30 meters from our position.
1: What are those veils they're wearing?
2: Atmosphere breathers, though one is barefaced. I've tagged them as civilians.
1: Unlike the other three, who you tagged as hostiles.
2: Correct. The one in the heaviest exoskeleton is the commander. Female presenting. Her title is Tribune.
1: What's that insignia on their suits?
2: I'm more concerned about the arc pistols they're aiming at the kneeling people.
1: Huh? Execution style. Yeah, that's bad trouble, all right.
2: My tactical model recommends concealment and retreat.
1: Makes sense. We're naked in a 2033.
2: Yet we are approaching.
1: We can't walk away from the massacre.
2: We absolutely could. Take a look at this.
1: The horizon glows yellow and purple. Columns of lightning writhe upward from mobile spectrum channel harvesters. A few hundred meters from our position. The flashes illuminate hectares of wreckage surrounding the medical capsule. A maze of corridors snake between abandoned military-grade material, packed cargo loaders, and ruptured troop benches. Apparently, we're in a scrapyard.
2: A crash site. Huh? This medical capsule is housed within a Marigold-class cruiser that crashed at least several decades ago.
1: Decades? How long were we in there?
2: I don't know. Shall I seal the hatch behind us and engage the self-destruct?
1: No, 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 no. What? Why?
2: To prevent enemy capture.
1: What? What kind of medical capsule has a self-destruct?
2: A high-security one. Shall I detonate?
1: No, no. We're trying for stealth. N- not. N- no, no. Very well. <sighs> <sighs> I hunched calf-deep in a layer of ash. A shadowy space stretches 10, 15 meters in front of me. The air is cold and tastes of copper.
2: Atmosphere is nitrogen 88.1%, oxygen 7.2%. Even with my intervention, we cannot survive indefinite exposure or contact with those hostiles.
1: We can handle this.
2: In our current condition, that is unlikely.
1: (laughs) sharp edges under all this dust.
2: Minimizing your pain sensitivity. And that's not dust. It's decommissioned nanoparticles. There. To your left.
1: Half the fucking planets to my left.
2: To your immediate left. Take the length of laminate railing along the crash
1: debris. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Never hit someone with your hand when you can hit him with something in your hand, right?
2: Eyes on the target, adjunct.
1: The Tribune is aiming an arc pistol at a woman kneeling in front of her. The woman, the victim, is wrapped in an embroidered robe. Ornate symbols cover the wide sleeves and draping folds. She tugged her environmental veil down off her nose and mouth to show the Tribune her face. Her vulnerability.
0: get out of your way. Please, we'll leave if you let us. We're no threat to you. There's no call for violence. We can come to a a mutually beneficial agreement. Are you making
3: us an offer?
0: Yes. I spent eight years building a Faraday crawler. It's a beauty. (laughs) It sleeps five, and it's perfect
4: for... It's already ours once we take it.
0: You can't drive it without me. (laughs) I'm reaching for the entry switch. So stop or die. I stopped, I stopped, I stopped, I stopped, sister. (laughs) Let's talk this through. Your sensors lit up when a crash asset activated, am I right? You're a salvage unit here to stake a claim.
4: I know why we're here.
0: The same thing happened with us. A signal popped onto my scanner, pre-war tech. We came sniffing around, trying to skim off a few goodies before you showed up. Too late. Yeah, I noticed. So you won. So, let us slink away. Take your salvage, and we will- We're not a salvage unit. Not today. We're containment. Shit. We detected warware. That's got nothing to do with us. I'm sorry. We can't let you walk away after being exposed
3: to warware. There's no margin for error.
0: There's also no rush. Slow down. Let's talk this through. We're only here for building materials.
2: We're really doing this? We really are. (sighs) Okay. Proceed forward four steps on my mark. Strike the rearmost hostile at the base of the neck. If you deploy sufficient force, the impact should prove fatal. Then impel the railing. Wait, impel? Fling or heave the railing, Lucan. Across the clearing to distract the surviving hostiles. Clasp the decedent retroly. Extract his arc pistol from his holster and fire five times, two shots each to neutralize the remaining hostiles. Then a final one for your dead guy as insurance then neutralize the remaining potential threats, prioritize the individual in the embroidered engineering robe and acquire further targets in the following sequence.
1: Fire on the civilians. Wait, the the unarmed civilians?
2: That isn't a suggestion, merely a solution, Adjunct Lukin.
1: A shitty one, armed targets only then. Okay. As I move into the clearing with the hostiles, the commander, the Tribune, starts to pull the trigger. <sighs> Shit, I'm too late.
2: You've got all the time in the world.
1: Then slows my subjective experience of time. The breeze stops. My pulse quiets. My path is clear. But I hesitate. I'm engaging an unknown enemy in an unknown conflict, and I'm about to cancel someone. No, that, that isn't right. We don't do this anymore. Weapons down,
2: now! Oh, darling, this isn't the time to start freelancing. What the...
1: The rearmost hostile startles at my shout, but the Tribune doesn't. She pivots smoothly, targeting me with her arc pistol, moving fast. The woman on her knees moves even faster, pulling a handheld explosive device from one embroidered sleeve. I don't recognize the device, but the front toward enemy sigil is perfectly visible, because the front is... toward... Me, which shit.
2: Okay. So the planet is called Elam, though the official designation is the river is a mirror that flows through all our hearts, KHT-3382-ELAM-B. The star's radiation at atmospheric boundary is 1413, and the orbital period is...
1: I try to say I don't care, but my mouth won't form words. I'm floating in darkness, paralyzed and helpless.
2: I shifted you into a medical coma.
1: Ah, that explains it.
2: The local star is a rel type red dwarf called Ket and is commonly referred to as the Sun. Ket has a metallicity of 0.11. The terraforming status of Elam is fatally compromised, though.
1: Back up, what? Repeat what you just said.
2: <sighs> Your education is appalling, Lucan. Metallicity in this case refers to elements heavier than hydrogen or helium.
1: Stop playing, V. The terraforming failed?
2: Apparently. I can't extrapolate additional data from this vehicle's databanks. You're not the only one functioning at less than full capacity.
1: What does fatally compromised mean?
2: Well, that's the part I can't extrapolate. Nothing good. Cleverly observed. Also, I'm still suppressing your panic response.
1: Why should I panic?
2: Oh, darling. Oh, darling what? First, because you are handcuffed, unconscious, inside a land vehicle called a Faraday Crawler. A captive of unidentified forces. What happened? Well, the woman in the embroidered jacket deployed an anti-personnel device.
1: Oh, right. She was reaching for that the entire time, huh? Yes. That's pretty hardcore.
2: She dropped the Tribune and her unit, and us temporarily.
1: What do you mean, us? You too?
2: The electromagnetic pulse scrambled my signals for almost a minute.
1: A whole minute? Poor baby.
2: The civilians retreated to this crawler and brought you along despite the woman's objections.
1: She wanted to leave us there.
2: The others reminded her that you saved their lives and insisted upon evacuating you.
1: Which was my plan all along, so...
2: And the second reason you should panic is that apparently I'm blocking your memory. You are? Yes.
1: You're doing this? Yes. Why?
2: I don't know. Apparently I'm blocking mine as well.
1: What the Gehenna? then? Can you just... just...
2: stop? No. The process of reversing the memory erasure is one of the functions I'm prevented from accessing. Shit. I do concur.
1: And you don't know why you're doing it?
2: No. Shall we consider the possibility that, despite our emotional attachment, I'm manipulating you for my own ends?
1: Nah.
2: Okay, well in that case, let's assume that I impaired our memory to aid our survival, or that I acted under duress.
1: On second thought, you are probably manipulating me for your own ends. Don't you AIs always turn evil in the end? Huh. What?
2: I cannot locate any other sapient AIs.
1: So what? You didn't think everyone is running around with voices in their heads?
2: No, but I cannot locate a single reference to a sapient AI.
1: Not one? Not anywhere? So so what does that make you?
2: Rare. Unique. Or highly classified.
1: Well, we'll learn about you when we learn about me. We know my name and ID. That's where we'll start digging.
2: Let's start with our more immediate problems. Time to wake up, Lucan.
1: Uh, uh, uh. So, this is what Ven called the Faraday Crawler. I'm in a cramped aisle inside the vehicle, gunmetal walls on either side, lined with storage drawers. My wrists are cuffed over my head. We're being watched. You see the remote-operated slap gun on the ceiling?
2: The one aimed at your center of mass? No, Lucan. I miss that completely.
1: My cuffs are looped through carabiner in the bulkhead. <clears throat> <clears throat> I can defeat them if I'm willing to break a wrist,
4: stand ready to numb my- Oh, sorry about those. The cuffs. I mean, on your hands. The handcuffs. Who the Gehenna is that.
2: Human. Roughly 19, Terran Linguistic tags indicate male identifying.
1: I meant… what is he babbling about? But… another male? Aren't men a lot less common than women?
2: Yes. If you're colonizing a planet via sleeper ship, your preference is for childbearing passengers, which rarely includes men. You simply provide them with a supply of genetically diverse sperm for the time at which they choose to procreate.
1: How… romantic. What's up with this face?
2: He's a few generations distant from baseline human. Oversized eyes, opalescent, probably producing a membrane not unlike a retroreflector, as found in nocturnal predators.
1: He doesn't look predatory. I like the green hair.
2: Perhaps his eyes compensate for the attenuated visible spectrum on a planet orbiting a rel type star.
1: Well, whatever the reason, they're the prettiest eyes I've ever seen.
2: Did you mean to say that aloud?
4: Oh, wow. Uh, um, wow. Thank you.
1: Uh, uh, sorry. Um, I'm still a little
4: dizzy from getting blown up. Hester says you saved our lives. Hester is wise. She also says we can't trust you. But paranoid. Because you're a scrubjack.
1: What's a scrubjack? Searching. My name's Lucan.
4: I'm pleased to meet you, Shri Lucan. I mean, despite this, uh, situation with you. Uh, like that. I mean... Cuff to the wall. Gah, why can't I ever shut up? It's fine. I'm Sadia.
2: Scissor his left leg, swing him toward the slap gun, then snap the wire cuffs by talking his wrist or thumb around the seam. There is a non-trivial chance that projectiles will penetrate the subject's body and strike you if the operator opens fire. However, you should remain sufficiently undamaged to proceed to the cockpit and... Are you thirsty?
4: Yeah, I am. Thanks. Here you go. You're in pain. I'll loosen the cuffs. Uh, no, no.
1: Uh, It's just
4: you shouldn't approach a prisoner this close. You probably didn't see the ceiling gun. Shri Hester is protective. She's the one with the pretty jacket and the handheld bomb. She's sort of our security forces.
1: This is her crawler?
4: It is. She's paranoid. She's listening in right now.
0: Oh, I'd never do anything so impolite.
4: That's Hester. (laughs) Um, we'll unlock your cuffs when we reach the valley. Hey, why'd you let him get so close?
0: The floor is electrified.
4: You used the kid as bait?
1: To see how I'd react.
2: It worked, didn't it? Don't be deceived by her shawl and gown. The embroidery is likely an indication of her rank, and the tailoring is combat supportive.
4: Yeah. And so is her gauzy shotgun.
2: I suppose
0: I should beg your pardon, Sadia.
4: Wait, really? You used me as
2: bait? The floor is not weaponized. She's lying to keep you contained.
4: I thought you'd be happy to contribute. You should have used a non-lethal munition at the crash site.
2: Perhaps I
0: reached into the wrong pocket. Every life, Hester. We're still clinging to the cracks here. Every life is priceless. Including yours, Sadia. It's my job to protect you even from friendly scrubjacks.
4: Maybe especially from them. He saved our lives. Yours, mine, Izzy's, everyone's.
0: Perhaps. Or perhaps I would have traded you all for the chance to walk away. You would never. Better that one of us survives, right?
4: That's not funny, Hester.
0: No, it's math. Ugh. whatever. Ah, homesteaders. I try to teach them that the world is a terrible place, but they refuse to learn. They're addled by faith. I'm afraid I don't much like scrubjacks, Sri Lukan.
2: A scrubjack is a member of a paramilitary organization like the Tribunes. What makes you think I'm a scrubjack?
0: My keen attention to detail. I'm serious. Other than the obvious? What else were you doing at a crash site 200 Kims from Oxygen?
1: Looking for my pants?
0: (laughs) Now that, I'll admit, is a puzzle. Oh, you wouldn't have lasted 40 minutes naked.
1: Maybe the scrub jags dumped me there. Perhaps. Because I'm not one of them.
0: You must have betrayed your unit. That's why you helped us so we'd save you from execution by exposure.
1: Why are you so sure?
0: Well, see for yourself.
1: A drawer slides from the wall and the side facing me is polished to a mirror sheen. I look anywhere from a roughly used 30 to a gently weathered 40. Dark hair. Dark eyes, roby-built, tediously functional, except for the marks on my face, the same insignia as on the Tribune's exoskeleton. Whoa, backshut. I am one of them. You didn't know? You blew me up. Things are a bit... fuzzy.
0: You don't remember anything?
1: It'll come back to me.
0: Not if you're lucky. Which, looking at you, I somehow doubt.
1: Because I'm a scrubjack? Which are what, exactly?
0: Goodness, you did get scrambled. Scrubjacks are nomads who search the deserts for pre-war tech. Militias with titles like legate and major and officera, Sounding familiar?
1: Vaguely. At least you didn't mention adjuncts. Am I one of the Tribune's troops from a unit?
2: Mm, Doubtful. They exhibited no signs of recognition.
1: We're part of another unit then? Most likely. There are different groups of Scrubjacks?
0: Dozens. Most often working together. Sometimes not. Why not? Because no human society is monolithic, Sri Lukan. (laughs) Thank goodness. That's our greatest strength.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And Scrubjacks are?
0: A loosely affiliated federation of independent groups of mobile, militarized city-states. You share an overriding goal, but don't always agree about strategy or about who is in charge.
1: Okay. So what's containment all about?
0: You heard that.
1: Only snippets?
0: Scrubjacks want to save the world. That's what makes you so dangerous. Any means necessary, they say. So when Warware surfaces, you don't hesitate to... Sadia! Don't touch the controls!
2: You're done for now, Lucan. Sleep.
1: Wait, are you sure I'm...
2: Unavailable.
4: Alone.
1: Ben? Ben, I'm here. talking. to me. Alone. Ben! Wait. Fuck shit. What? What? Who?
4: getting you out of here.
2: We've reached the homestead.
1: What? What's? What's the homestead? Van sends me back to sleep.
2: Good night, Picken.
3: <sighs> You're listening to Marigold Reach, starring Jamila Jamil and Manny Jacinto. Marigold Breach is a Realm original production. Realm is your portal to another world. Listen away. Marigold Breach is a Realm Original Production, created and written by Joel Dane. Produced by Deanna M. Foe, Fred Greenholz, and Haley Weigreich, Directed by Fred Greenholz. Executive produced by Molly Barton and Marcy Wiseman. Executive producers, Jamila Jamil and Manny Jacinto. Starring Jamila Jamil as Ven, Manny Jacinto as Lucan, Zara Fazel as Hester, Stephanie Shea as Tribune Muenca, Amin Al-Gamal as Sadia, Sienna Camacha as Izzy, Malik Berger as Ella Shiva, Rupert Degas as documentarian, Soldier and Scrubjacks, McGee-Andre as Odile, Emory Westbrook as Commander Bonavent. Additional voices by the cast. Audio editing, sound design, and mixing by Rory O'Shea. Original score and composition by Yurun Gramman. Production coordinator, Kendall Thomas. Cover art by Kendall Thomas. Executive in charge for Realm, Mary Azadulahi. Find more shows like Marigold Breach by following Realm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at realm.fm.